Welcome back to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. living. Tom, of course, we we put the ale in sales on this show. You know that. I mean, that is the most- Scott, as I've always said, since, I don't know, I went and got into sales game in 1984, Hmm. maybe, yeah, 84-ish, 84, 85. I've always said, Scott, that you can't spell sales without ales. You have always said that. And by the way- Always, always. I mean, I mean, yes, sure. Always. 1984, like, I, that makes you yeah, much They had beer in 84, right? In 84, they had beer. They did have beer in 84, I'm pretty yep, sure. Yeah, I think it was invented just before that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. That is, ni- that is uh, 1984, <laughs> by the way, for those- Right, George sports. Orwell. Those mm-hmm. keeping score at home at 1984, which is interesting because that's a good book. We do have an interesting topic today with uh, with Thomas Stanfill, CEO and sales overlord, as we like to call him, uh, about getting meetings and winning competitive, uh, you know, uh, opportunities. But first, I want to know what's cold, frosty, and refreshing in front of you there today. Oh, Scott, what is cold? not frosty and refreshing is my Nestle's pure life purified water. No, not an ale. Not an ale. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's very, oh, it's, mm, mm. I think it's, I think they took tap water. They put it through a Brita, a Brita, and they, the Brita. Uh, they poured it into a bottle and, uh, and I'm drinking it. No, it's I, so, yeah, so. I'm, I'm driving to see our, uh, to see my, what I call him, my life partner. Um, not my, my, <laughs> my business okay. partner. Yeah. Yes. Tab, Tab Norris. Uh, oh, we love you, Tab. Tab. He's in Athens. I'm about to leave here and, and, and uh, go to dinner with Tab in Athens. So uh, I'm, I'm Good water you. tonight. Water tonight. Well, so you're, dr- you're driving responsibly. You're drinking and driving responsibly with water. Yes. yes. That's awesome. Yes. Well, then I will drink for both of us. I'm going to have something out of um, Brooklyn Brewery. You've probably yeah. heard of them. Yeah. Uh, this is the Stonewall Inn IPA, and this is going to have what? 4.6% alcohol by volume. So I'm. That's not, that's not a lot. I think you could get through the podcast with 4.6. I, I should be able to do that. Get through awake and alert with my lemon peel and fresh grapefruit zest included. Ooh, I, I do want to try that. That, I do want I th- to try it's that. It's a very colorful can. We got a lot of sort of mm-hmm. rainbow colors, and I'm very excited about this. Well, very good. Tom, welcome back. I love this topic today because Thank we're talking, you. you know, everybody that's listening has been in competitive situations. They're always trying to get meetings. This is, this is what we do as salespeople. Yeah. Um, and you've got an interesting sort of different approach to this. I think we've got a, a little zinger for people today. We've got to talk about how. We, uh, we get those meetings, and it's a little bit different answer than what you think it is. So let's, uh, let's set this up for the group. If we're trying to get a meeting or win a deal, what's the key to that, in your opinion? Yeah, what's the – most people, when you mm-hmm. think about, okay, how are you going to win this deal mm-hmm. and, or how are you going to get a meeting, they think about their solution. Yes, of course. They think about, oh, i gotta, I got to win a deal. You know, I had a presentation today. You know, how, how are you going to – how you doing that deal? And so, you know, my mind goes to what are all the things that we can offer and how do I communicate all the things that we can offer? But actually that's, that's a flawed strategy. Um, and, and, and actually this was, this was the reason I want to have this podcast and why this hit, this uh, came to mind and why uh, I reached out and said, Hey, this is a good topic. 
uh, is because I experienced it as a consumer the other day. So I walked in the grocery store and yep. I needed to buy nutritional bars. What do they, what do the kids call yeah, them? Like protein bars or protein uh, bars. Yeah. yeah. I like to eat them for breakfast, you know, or okay. when I'm hungry, like yep. a good snack, you know, like a little on the way to work, just, you know, got a protein bar. So I was looking for one. I looked down the aisle and I mean, literally it's probably 50 feet, five rows, nothing but protein bars. I mean, if you look at your, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you go to Whole Foods. I think I was in actually Target and I didn't know what to buy. Right. But then I remembered kind bar commercial says less sugar mm -hmm. and i like oh i like that less sugar so i just bought kind bar less sugar yeah and so you think about all the things that kind bar could say you know they could say more protein they could say taste better they could say whatever they could say healthier they could they just said one thing less sugar and because they said the one thing which is their position i remembered it i grabbed it and i bought kind bar and so this kind of sparked this thought is that that's such a great example of how we in sales need to position our solution because when we have a meeting or we're trying to win a deal or we're, we're at that stage and let's just, you know, we can apply this, this topic to getting a meeting or yep. winning an opportunity. So, but I think it's probably just easier to say, let's, let's focus on how do we position our solution to win an opportunity. But when we're in that situation, what a lot of I think sellers forget is they have to pick a position. They have to take a stand. They've got to make a bet. Just like Kindbar said, I'm going to make a bet and I'm going to reach out because if I say a million things, it's going to water down my solution. And I got to say this one thing. That's such a good point. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and whose responsibility, Tom, is it to create this position? I mean, is that, is that something that the marketing team comes up with that the sales Great team question. sort of memorizes or, you know, is it different for each client? I mean, clearly Great you question. zoned in on, on sugar, no sugar. They have right. other parts to their value proposition, but that's probably the one that, that they nailed in that commercial you saw. And that's what you associate them that's with. That's what now. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So great, great, great question. Because in marketing, you've got to take a stand and you only, you can't change it. Yeah. You've got to go to the it's market. It's in writing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you go to market, you say, we're going to go to the market. We're making a bet that we're going to attract people mm -hmm. by communicating it's less sugar. Yeah. Uh, and they specifically compete with um oh i'm blanking on the, on the oh builder bars i love the builder no, bars. it's they're like one of the bars. it's the other bar that i used to eat well we won't talk about it maybe because they, they, they won't they won't sponsor us in the future but um <laughs> it's the other it's the other bar that i usually bought and i remember you know oh, okay so that's your thing yeah um so marketing can't change right they they have to create print and they've got to create ads on it but in sales you develop your position based on what you know about the client. If you're at a stage where you're trying to win an opportunity, you, yeah, maybe when you're prospecting, you guess, but when you're at the stage, when you're trying to win an opportunity, you've got all the information you need to make your bet because mm. you have limited time, right? And there's a lot of noise. So you've got to pick this one thing. What is the thing? And maybe it's not one, maybe it's a couple, but it probably needs to be one right? Where you say, I, I will win if they believe this, or if I can prove this, I will win. And Very so they yeah. develop it based on their, so like, just like this presentation that I had um, recently with a large airline, we won't mention their name, but American may be part of the name. I don't know. Airlines <laughs> might be part of the name. It's maybe centered in the US. I don't know. could be, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, we love these people, but um 
you know, we'd had several meetings. Yeah. This was a very large opportunity. Mm -hmm. Any seller would think this is a large opportunity. And so we're competing with incumbents and we're competing with the, 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 the top players in our market, but we've met with them a couple of times. So we're, 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 we're trying to win this deal. So we've got to come up with our position. Why are they going to choose Aslan? Yeah. So we spent a lot of time thinking about why, and we landed on focus on who you're going to work with, not what. Gotcha. In other words, focus on who are the people who are going to customize the training program? Who are the people who are going to work with your senior leadership? Who's going to deliver the program? Focus on the who, not what. Because most people ask the wrong question. They, quote, they ask the question, what do you offer and how do you customize? And we said, that's the wrong question. The right question is, who is going to do all these things? So that was our position. And so because that was our position, we flew the entire team to yep. the presentation. Yeah. So instead of saying, and by the way, because we think that's the most important thing when you're choosing a firm like ours, we brought the whole team in. Meet the team. No one else did that. And, you know, we, we actually beat the incumbent, which is a company bigger than us, uh, bigger than Aslan, and has more pedigree than Aslan, um, and actually was cheaper than Aslan. Crazy. Yeah. But we had to make that choice. So that came from knowledge uh, about the company. But it's a scary thing to do because if you make the bet and you only have an hour and a half yeah. and you're wrong, you could lose. But here's what I believe. If you don't make the bet, you'll lose anyway. Yeah. Unless and for some reason you're the only game in town. Then Which don't listen rare. to this podcast. Just go yeah. sell more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You do not listen to this if mm -hmm. you are the big gorilla and, um, and have and it you all laced one. up. You're here yeah. because you're listening for uh, – tips and tricks from veterans like Tom. And uh, not so let's tricks, talk. Not tricks. No tricks. No, no tricks. tricks. Of course not. No uh, that's the beer talking, Tom. That Sorry. was the, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Tick, tricks. <laughs> that's, that's a, I apologize. So, so um, how do you, how do you find and gain confidence that you, uh, you have the right uh, idea, the right, the, the, the right place to place that bet? Yeah. What kind of research? Where did you get that information? Why do you know that? And why are you confident in it? I'm usually confident um, when I, and this is hard to do, because yep. I, yep. I, I clear my cash. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. Clear your cash. And so this is what I mean by clear your cash. You know, you just like the computer, you've heard so many things that your brain doesn't want to process it. It's like, I already know what, you, I already know what you're saying. So when a customer starts talking, it's hard for you not to say, know what you mean, know what you mean, know what you mean. Heard that before, heard that before, heard that before. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and so clearing your cash means you're going to download the information fresh as if you've never heard it before. And when I'm good at clearing my cash and I take the time to listen to them and start with their point of view, not start mm -hmm. with my solution. A lot of times it's easy to go, you're trying to pull them to what you want to present yeah. and what you think are your strengths and what you think are your unique things, which is important, right? That makes sense. But if you clear your cash and say, what is it they're telling me? What do they really care about? And why do they keep saying that over and over again? And why, and asking good questions. I think I like to ask questions related to, okay, let's just assume price isn't an issue, you know, mm -hmm. and you could just maybe wave this magic wand and get everything you want. And, you know, and, you know, there's ways to ask those questions. And obviously we, uh, you know, that's probably a longer podcast, but if I'm good at clearing my cash, probably it's my, my, probably the most important thing. It'll start to evolve and I'll just hear 
them talk about things and, and, and as you clarify, you kind of land on it. This is what, it, the other thing I would say is think about what really needs to happen for them to get what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what are they missing? Like what, don't think about winning, think about truth. Like, what is it there? What is it they really need to do to get what they want? And I know I just repeated myself, but it's, it's easy to let that slide because we, again, we're so wedded to our, our solution and the things that we sell. We want to, but just forget all that and say, what do they have to do? It's such a, and it may not be included in your position. It may not be included in your solution, yeah. but it could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about that on the pod before you may, and maybe in that particular case, you can't solve the whole problem, but you can solve part yeah. of the problem. And, and, but when you clear your cash and you're totally um, trying to understand the problem they're trying to solve, you're in a different place because you, you mm -hmm. we've used the term commission breath. You don't have that, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. listening and you're clearly trying to help and serve and, and get at the truth uh, or really their point of view. So that's an important piece of this. Yeah. All right. So take, take us through the next step. So now you now you understand their point of view, right? You, you get what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to solve for. What, what's the next thing you should do? Well, so you need to land on it. And so when you, you land on it and say, okay, I think I'll win if I can prove this, or if I make this point or validate this. Um, yep. You know, for example, back to the uh, the airline example, when mm -hmm. I, our position was who, not what, um, you know, I, I've got to bring in the team and demonstrate what the team can do for them, right? So, yeah. um, but the, I think the most, Im the most important thing is to think about once you land on it, how are you going to deliver that? Uh, you know, position. How are you going to demonstrate that? You know, how yeah. are you going to, and it could be, it could be, um, and I also want to make the point that sometimes your position is very straightforward. Like mm -hmm. they say, we want this and you go, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Don't, yeah. I don't want to make this too complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if we call that a frontal, you know, kind of a frontal approach, like yes. they say, we want mm -hmm. a company that's focused, that's global. And you're like, our whole company was built around being global, or we want a mm -hmm. company that's custom, you know, that creates custom whatever. And we go, well, that's why we created the company because we only do custom. We don't do off the shelf or whatever. If they say that and you do yeah. that, or we want a company that focuses on this industry, you're like, well, that's all we do. Like, yay. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that, that's okay. You can just say that's, that's exactly what we do. And that's glad we're working together. And sometimes you need to flank though. You know, yeah. you may need to say, okay, well, you wanted that, but that's not going to get you what you want. And so you have to be bold about flanking and saying, well, you need to, you need to think about your solution, the way you're trying to get what you want is flawed. And yeah. I'm going to try to convince you to do something different. And by the way, if I don't, you're going to lose anyway. So, um, so kind of thinking through the types of positions that you can take, you could also one of your positions could be fragment. And you could say, well, I just want, I'm just going to go after a piece of the business, not all the business, because I can't really provide a solution for all the business. So that, that's, you know, that's, uh, those are some things to think about. And then we can talk about like how you package the position. And I think that's, that's a good topic for us to talk about next. It's like, how do you deliver it? Yeah. I mean, I, I... 
Absolutely. Well, why don't, why don't we go there? And then I have a, a question, a follow-up question after that. But let's, let's go to the package because I think this is something we've talked about many times before on other podcasts, certainly in some of our blogs. But, but the packaging of this to nice and neat and understandable, I think, is it's such a critical takeaway. So let's get into that. Yeah, so once you, once you developed your position, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we're going to win if we can prove this, you know. Yep. Um, then there's a how, I think of it as how do you package the position, position in a nice little pretty package. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like to actually go bold with my position. If I'm making a presentation, I start with that. I start with, this is what you want if for you to get there. This needs to happen. And that's where I deliver my position at the, on the literally on the first slide. I call it my bridge slide. Mm-hmm. You want something and I try to articulate their point of view and I want all their heads nodding. Yes. Um, yes. That's what I want. Great. Okay. For you to get that, this has to happen. Now there's a couple of things. There might be three or four bullets, yep. but one of them is my position. Gotcha. One of them is the bet that I'm going to make, and it's going to drive the rest of my presentation. I'm going to go prove that that's true. Some of the other things I might say on that slide might not even be something I deliver. I'm just saying, I might be thinking, hey, keep this in mind. I don't do this, but you need to have this happen because of all the hundreds of customers I've worked with. These are the four or five things that need to happen. I do three of them. And in there is my position or the bet that I'm making, which will drive most of my presentation. Now but you as mentioned- I unpack the position, the first thing I want to say is describe their point of view. Okay. Now you, cause you brought up the bridge slide, which if you haven't listened to other podcasts, maybe it's worth two seconds to describe the bridge slide mm-hmm. uh, in, in your, in your own words. What is, what does that really mean? Well, again, it's, it's, it's me saying it's, it's the bridge slide is how I begin the presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, again, if it's an informal presentation, it might just be how I organize my thoughts, yep. but I'm thinking I want to articulate what is it that they want? And then what do they need to do to get there? Yeah. So and I think of kind of what are the truths? What are the things that, that need to happen that most people miss in order to reach their destination? And yeah. so yeah. this, and I say, because of that, that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's kind of the setup for yeah. here's what needs to happen and drives the presentation. And in there is my, is my position. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. So like, for example, uh, in the, for the, the company that we work with in the airlines, part of the, one of the bullets was who, not what mm-hmm. it was, who, not what. So it was like, because, and then, so if I'm, as I unpack that, and a lot of times you win right there at the beginning, when mm-hmm. you, when you unpack and unfold your position. And, and so you're going to start, I would unpack that. I would, I would communicate to the client, their point of view. I'd say, because you, and that's the way you always want to start because you, because you are trying to accomplish this and because your organization looks like this and because this is happening, you need to focus on who, not what. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because most people, so that's the disruptive truth. So the first thing is I want to describe their point of view. Then I want to communicate a disruptive truth. Okay. And then I'm going to communicate lastly, kind of the proprietary benefit. What is it that I offer that no one else offers? So in this case, I had a team of five people that used to work in the same industry. That was my proprietary benefit. Yep. So it, it's all wrapped in a nice package. So when you, and again, it's, just, it's a little conceptual as we're talking about it, but the point is you want to think about how you're going to describe it and communicate, even if it's, even whether it's on one slide or it's through the entire presentation, constantly communicating 
their world first. So if you talk about a point or a slide or anything you want to communicate, you start with them, yeah. their point of view. Well, how do you see, because you, yep. then you want to communicate, what is it that they think is true, but it's not true? What's a better way to solve their problem? And then lastly, what do you offer that's proprietary? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, there's so many things to unpack there because yeah. so many sales reps you know, a lead with solution. They lead yeah. with their agenda, what they what they have, and how how. I mean, just read your email, right? I mean, yeah, right. Almost Great all example. of them start with, "I can help you," and I know this, and and I'm just thinking to myself, "How do you know this? You don't know me at all. How do you know what's important to me?" Mm -hmm. And I get them every day, right? Um, right? So there's that problem, and then because you, the two those two wonderful little words sort of diffuse any situation. Because now you've, you've shown that you've listened to them, right? So you know what their point of view is because you cleared your cash earlier on and you listened. And so now you, you can use the words in all of its integrity and say, because you said this was important, here's how I recommend you're going to need to go about yeah. that. It's going to be a low to... sugar power bar. That's how you're going to do it. Right. It's a kind bar. That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the answer. All right. Well, you know, the, the question I was going to ask a little bit earlier is what's the downside? So, I mean, why, why do you have to make this bet? You know, why do you have to take this stand? Just as a way of summarizing this, this podcast, why is that so important? Uh, well, if you, it's not if you have enough time. Mm -hmm. So if you have, and I have been in those situations where in our world, uh, you know, if somebody says, hey, we're going to spend three hours with you and we want to go through everything you offer, and we're going to get the entire decision. And this has happened. We're going to get the entire decision-making team together. And we want to see everything you can offer. And we're going to spend lots of time together. Then, you know, and you have that opportunity. You don't have to. You can say, well, this is all things we do. It's kind of, think about it as a restaurant or a hotel. If they're, willing to, if they're willing to taste everything that the restaurant has to offer or tour the entire hotel, mm. then – you really don't, it, it is what you, you know, you have plenty of time, but in the real world, most of us, because all of the noise in the market, so it's hard to get their attention. And because of your limited time, like today, I had 45 minutes to talk about uh, a solution that would probably take me four or five hours to explain. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going from, some, you know, I'm one of four, four or five, maybe 10 companies they've met with. They can't keep it all straight. So if I don't pick, take a stand, and say, here's, here's what I'm going to keep beating the drum with over and over again. We're different because you need this. We can offer this and pick that. They'll, it, I'll never make my point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never be able to demonstrate it. Is it also, you don't have the time. I mean, not time, but resource. You, you've got to think I've got only a handful of slides or a few words I've got to, I've got to pick how I'm going to do this. So yeah. you got to narrow and it's so hard to do. It is hard to do, by the way, this is, this may be one of the most difficult things to do as a salesperson. Well, and I, cause I think, you know, again, we're not picking on sales reps, but this is just sort of universally known that, you know, there's a, the, the analogies or the, or the terms I've heard show up and throw up or spray yeah. and pray. You just, you throw right. out everything and you hope something sticks, right? you you have all these features and benefits and you hope some of that's important to them versus what we're talking about here, which is clearing your cash and really listening to the answers that you're getting when you're asking those, you know, those questions and ultimately turning that into that, that 
other-centered position statement that we, right. that we started with, right? You get their point of view. You've got some sort of disruptive truth that gets their brain working and is something they maybe have a, you know, a gap in understanding. And so now they're all ears and then you deliver what's proprietary uh, to your company. One of those benefits that only you can deliver or one of a few that can deliver. And now I think you've got a magical recipe that will help you win in these, uh, in these scenarios, whether it's just getting the meeting or actually presenting your solution. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that for a second. Cause when, if you're, if you're wanting to position the meeting, this is where you're a little bit more like a marketing, unless you've taken the time to research the client, right. made some calls and figured out what's on the decision maker's whiteboard. Otherwise you're guessing you're, yeah. you're kind of in the kind bar situation where you got to guess, I hope they care about less sugar. And in <laughs> that situation, um, you know, you may have to guess. So what do you do? You think about the people that you're serving, the decision maker, their role, or, you know, the type of company. And you, you think about what are the top three problems that they have? And that's what you lead with. And then you come up with the one proprietary benefit, your position that you offer that you think will break through the noise. And I get people all the time because, you know, you, you and I both talk about marketing a lot. Yeah. I get probably five emails a week who people say, you know, we can help you generate leads. Yep. Well, we're all interested in generating leads now. Nobody offers me a position. Right. No one says that is a problem that's on our whiteboard. We all need leads right now. We're in a pandemic. We need to, we all need to grow sales. Um, but then they offer no position. Well, what do you do differently? What, why you, what's your thing? Take a stand. Well, they don't want to take a stand. They just say, we do this. And I've zero response. I read them all by the way, because the, it's on our whiteboard to get more leads. So it gets my attention, but it doesn't move me to action because they're not taking a stand. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 What's unique and different that that's going to get activate my RAS, that reticular activating system that we talk yeah. about uh, on other podcasts. And it's a really, uh, it's a really important piece. So Tom, that this is a great subject. I think everybody has gained some, some good knowledge. Any parting other pearls of wisdom before we turn this group loose on their unsuspecting customers? Yeah, I, I, the only thing I would want to reiterate, uh, something that you brought up, which I thought was, was a really good point, is this all emanates from learning about your customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we, we come from the, we've spent hours and hours and days and weeks learning about our solution. We're immersed in it. We hold it. We talk, you know, we're constantly looking at it. We're thinking about it and that's fine. You should spend an equal amount of time learning about the customer's world and their whiteboard and what they care about. And when you're in discovery with them, just put yourself in their position and let go of your agenda and let go, act like you don't sell anything. Really take on the role. If you were a consultant or you uh, better, here's what, here's a better way I would think about it. It's even better. If you were president of their company, what would you do? Yeah. And if you can't answer that question, then you don't know enough. And if you can't figure it out, bring somebody in. Yep. Go talk to somebody or keep asking questions, figure it out. That's your, the position will bubble up. And now you go back to looking at all the things that you could offer and you marry those two things. And then you pick the one that you think is best, um, that will give you the best chance to win because you should win. Yeah. Because you can help. Then it kind of becomes pretty easy to position it. And by the way, no one else is doing this. Right. 
no other sales rep. They just, I mean, they just show up and they go, here's the stuff I do. I, I got my stuff memorized. Here's my billboard. Here's the things I do. I've got my talking points down. I can hold my press conference and talk about my stuff. Yeah. Because changing what you do every time and being versatile and adjusting and not having the same position over and over again is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Um, and you just hit it. You got to be different. You got to differentiate yourself. This is a crowded space. Most of us don't work in, in, you know, a space where our product is completely unique. And so we've got to differentiate ourselves with our approach as much yeah. as the products that we sell. And so that's great. And by the way, I want to say one other thing, Scott, just so that please your position could be you. It's because think about that. It doesn't have to be of your position could be a who, what, or how, Yeah. right? It could be you. Like you could be like, in, that could be in, you are going to say that you get me, yeah. but it could be how you serve your customers and how you're going to support them and what you role model and how you treat them. And if that's your position, then you have to think about that. Okay. Well, how am I going to roll? How am I going to de deliver that? How am I going to, yeah. what is going to put me in the, in a, in a situation where they're going to see what I do differently than other people. It could be outwork your competition. That was one of the ways I won a lot when I started at Aslan, when we had very little collateral and not a good story, mm -hmm. I would just outwork my competition. I'm like, you're getting me. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. Well, you'll see. Yeah. And so that was my position. Yeah. And so I would do things that other companies wouldn't do. Well, it sounds like that U.S.-based airline bought on the people more well, than- Well, I don't know who they were. There was American. It was an American-based airline. something, yeah. It was, it was yeah. American- Something-based airline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. And we love them. We love them. Love them to pieces, Tom. Well, he's Tom Stanfill. He's a global sales overlord. We're so happy when he comes <laughs> and visits us on the podcast. Make sure you download and subscribe on whatever platform you choose your podcasts. Uh, please, if you if you will, send us some um, requests via LinkedIn. Yes. Or, or email. We want to hear what you want to hear about because we love talking to you about selling. We hope this is what makes uh, it an enjoyable profession and all of us are more fulfilled when we're serving others. And so please get out there and uh, tell your friends about the pod. We'll see you in another week on Sales with Aslan. Mm -hmm.